The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Got a special episode today. I'm so excited I've got back with us. Eric Vickery. Eric, I'm going to make you wait just for a second for the introduction. Um, I'm pumped up. I just got back from an all-star dental two-day event that you were the coach and the star of and, and ran. It was fantastic. And there was a lot covered. We're going to jump into that a little bit today. But I want to thank you for that time. Now's your time, Eric. Say hello to everyone. Hey, thanks for having me, Patrick. I really appreciate it. We had a blast last week at our event and all focused on verbal skills and case acceptance, which which really means people don't cancel their appointment when they truly accept it. So I'm excited yeah. to talk to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's fantastic. And I want to mention this event was up in Portland, Maine, and I, I got to check it out a little bit. I've never been up there. I'm from New England, but I've never been up to that area. And it was interesting to talk to some dentists that were from West Virginia that kind of came from pretty far. Some of them, some were obviously local. Same problems exist from practice to practice to practice until they they get tackled. And it was really good seeing one of the practices that was there. It's been a long time, all star coached practice, and it was just kind of amazing to see when people talked about the problems that they were having in this particular practice. Didn't seem to have those those same problems. So it's yeah. uh, great to see this working. So. We're going to jump into that appointment cancellation or avoiding the appointment cancellation. Tell me what that that looks like and what that sounds like to you. Tell me what yeah. you consider an made appointment. Yeah. So I think, you know, you and I both believe there's there's power in our subconscious and talking to ourselves and getting us to believe something. And I think sure. the first thing you have to overcome is that the belief that cancellations just happened, that I, this is just something I need to deal with. I need to have a cancellation list. I need to have an ASAP list. I need to have a quick fill list because people are always going to cancel. What happens is when you believe that, you always be in that. And so the first thing I think that we teach and train is, hey, there is a life on the other side of cancellations. We call it cancel the cancellations. So life on the other side of cancellations is beautiful. And, and what does that look like? That means less than 3% open time on the doctor schedule, less than 5% open time on the hygiene schedule. Mm. That's three to five hours ish per provider. And that is attainable. That is totally doable if you put the verbal skills in place. But first you got to believe that there is a potential to be on the other side and not self-doubt that, not just self-sabotage and say, oh, we'll always have cancellations. Let's just have a policy. Let's charge people if they cancel. Let's threaten them with a policy to charge. You know, all of these things that we do and you heard me talk about it last week. I, I think that puts us into the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Well, you're yep. perpetuating you're perpetuating cancellations when you have that belief. And you may not be fully cognizant of that belief, but it's there if you don't address it up front and say, we are on a mission to cancel cancellations. And how do we do that? So that's, that's the first thing as far as framework goes. You have to have the yeah. right mindset. Yeah, so you actually talk about not having a cancellation policy. I think you just brought yeah. that up. And I know you talked about it. My yeah. dentist, who's a friend and I you know, care for her dearly. She's a great person. She has a cancellation policy right on her front, right at her desk, right where you sign up, where, right where you make your appointments. And I thought about that last week and you know, I'm gonna make sure that I call her and tell her to get rid of it. But I, I wanna talk about this for a minute. 
when it comes to cancellations, and I think maybe it is a word we use too much in dentistry, but when it comes to this, this subject, I, years ago, personal experience, it was about four years ago, I was scheduled new dentist. I went to for the first time cleaning x-ray and exam, had a sign up in front of the practice that I drove by all the time, open Saturday. So I thought two things to myself. One, that's convenient for me. Two, <clears throat> this guy's not busy. So maybe potentially he could become a client of ours. So I go <laughs> to the practice, right? And uh, I get a cleaning done. And it was a pretty decent experience. I was pretty impressed. There was a special needs adult that they were helping at the time. And I was really impressed with the way that they were working with this person. And they scheduled me at a small cavity. They scheduled me to come back on Monday to get that cavity filled. Well, lo and behold, when I get the cancellation call from the, or when I get the <laughs> message that I'd missed my appointment, that was very angry oh. and telling me I owed them money for cancellation. It was a voicemail. I was literally just landed in Florida and had a horrible news from dad and you know how to get there it's yeah. an emergency life or death situation yeah. and my response was like you know what forget you guys like I, whatever yeah. you can have my money i'm never coming back there and, and since then eric i've had a crown i've had invisalign i've had braces and i've had six veneers i don't know the yeah. total on that amount but that's probably 20 30 000, maybe forty thousand dollars not in his office life. Yeah. What, where did they mess up there? I mean, why? Yeah. I, I intended, I had something come up, but they were so yeah. strict on this policy. They lost a really good patient for life. You, this doesn't have to happen, right? Yep. Totally, totally agree with you. So now let's look at the, so the first side was that we have to live with cancellations. We have to have a policy. We have to have a fill in all that. The side you're talking about is how we apply, how the patient's perspective is to our policy. Nobody ever likes to be policied in their and their shopping experience. Oh, you can flip, flip the receipt over, sir. You can see it's been 90 days. You can't return that item. That's right. our policy. So you walk into a practice. This goes back to the 80-20 principle. You know, you have frequent offenders who repeat and repeat and repeat and burn you. Those people need to be dismissed from the practice. And we'll talk about how to do that. But you never policy or charge someone. I'm assuming this is the first time you miss an appointment with them. Yep. It was my second, it would have been my second appointment. So yeah, it would have been a, second appointment. Relatively new a patient, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that whole burn me once, shame on you, burn me twice, shame on me. Yeah. I can set up an agreement with you about how to understand how my office works. So it, and, and you heard me say last week, the answer to every problem doesn't lie in just communication. The answer always is applied through effective communication. So what happened was they communicate something with you. It just wasn't effective. Right. And you're only going to apply this policy to someone if you have it, right? If you're ready to lose the patient. Well, I'm assuming he looked at your treatment plan and said, oh man, yeah, just, I don't care. I I'm going to lose this patient. Maybe that's, and honestly, I will tell you this. It's funny that you say he's open on Saturdays and he's really yeah. frustrated with cancellations. The yeah. number one most Broken appointment cancellation day on the schedule is Saturday. Yeah. Number two, number two Friday, number three Monday. Anything around that weekend is going to create problems. When we add a hygienist one day per week, we say start with Thursday, then add her Wednesday. If you can't do that, then then Tuesday and last choice would be Monday. Mm. Because if you're adding a day a week of hygiene, you feel like you're never going to grow if it's on a Monday because that's where you see a lot of the cancellations. So Brilliant. prevention is really key. So all this to say about this dentist, a couple mistakes. One, too emphatic on the policy. Right. You, you need to be flexible in understanding people's situation. One of my mentors, uh, 
talks about all the time this story she had with a client where, no, it was her own office where this patient went, great, 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 great patient, always showed up for appointments, always showed up for appointments. All of a sudden, he kept missing appointments. And they never charged him because he'd been a great patient over time. They were having conversations with him. And turns out he wasn't very, he was very private. Turns out his wife was going through cancer. Right. And he just had some emergency things come up. Well, those are more important than the dental visit. And the relationship with him is so much more important. He was so grateful to them at the end. He said, I really want to, I know I've been a, a, a bad patient, but I want you to know that I appreciate you sticking with me through this difficult time. Right. So I want to finish your story when we talk about first aid, how that call should have gone that he left you. We need to come back to that and talk about, okay, what do we do when a cancellation call comes through? Before we get to that, we need to understand two things. One, what is the cost of a cancellation? And two, how do you prevent them? Okay. Sure. Yep. All right. So the cost is, we did the math last week, actually. Turned out at 175, a hygiene patient with one open hour a day in hygiene, four days a week. And I think it worked out to about $45,000 a year. Yeah. We just did the math. So if you have two hygienists getting one hour a day each, four days a week, now you're at $90,000 a year with an hour open and hygiene. That's a problem. And then number two, if you get one hour of doctor time open a day at the, the, the bare minimum of 500 per hour, you're talking about, I think it's $95,000 a year. Yep. So we'll round up $190,000 a year for one doctor, two hygienists, four days a week, getting one hour of open time every single day. Yep. So we know that it's costly. And what I'll tell clients when they first come on with our coaching team, I'll say, look, let's cut that in half. Let's, let's make almost $100,000, $85,000 right now, whatever it is, right? $95,000. Right. Let's cut that back right now. Let's cut it in half. That will more than pay for coaching. Well, how do you do that? Well, you prevent cancellations. How do you prevent cancellations? It's not through a policy. People don't respond to a threat. It doesn't. You give somebody a piece of paper on your policy or a sign <laughs> up or whatever it is, it either offends them or they don't even read it or the people that need to hear it who are going to cancel don't pay attention to it. Right. Yep. The, I'll, the, I'll, the, yeah. I'll tell you on that real quick. My wife and I go to Vegas three, four times a year. We love it. Food's great. Pools are great. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. the newest thing for the nice restaurants now to charge you a $10 per person cancellation fee if you no show. Restaurants, they're very expensive. The whole thing is very expensive. When I see that, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It only costs us $10 if we want to not cancel. To, not to go. <laughs> yeah. Right? It only costs us yeah. this. Right? And yeah. it doesn't get you blacklisted. Right, it's, yeah. which means what would have happened twenty years yeah. ago, right? You'd be yeah. given a you can't be our, our customer anymore letter. Um, but yep. to me, that's great. I see that I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I can cancel. How do you prevent that from happening? So, in dentistry, how we see that is the automatic text message that goes out that says, mm. "I I love the oh they drive me bonkers. I love these, but it drives me bonkers." You get a text message from a dental office that says. Do not respond to this text, but if you need, oh, do not respond to this text. If you need to cancel your appointment, call us instead at this number. If you need to reschedule or whatever, it's like they're inviting the, you're planting the seed of cancellations, right? You have to stop, talk about what you want, not what you don't want with your patients. Stop focusing on the negative. A small percentage of your practice, think about it. That one hour a day, that one hour a day is only 20% of your time. That 80-20 principle, right? If you work eight hours a day, one and a half hours, yeah. right? So you're creating a policy for a small percentage of your practice that has a problem. Does that make sense? 
Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, so what you're going to do instead is you're going to make sure that you you focus on how to get continue to get your top eighty percent doing what you want them to do, and see if you can retrain that bottom twenty percent, those repeat offenders. Now you're going to have some flukes up here, but you're going to have a communication skill that works great. So I'm going to make this sound exactly how it's supposed to sound if you are my patient. And then I'll tell you the systems that I'm going through. These are all on purpose. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a hygienist at the end of the visit. We get a lot of, we hear clients all the time say, oh, we have such a problem with cancellation hygiene because it's six months out. It's not that urgent. If I can wait six months for it, I can wait one month for it. So first thing I say is, Patrick, I am concerned about helping you maintain your health. You've invested a lot of money and time in having your mouth look a certain way and maintain a certain level of health. The best way I know how to do that is to make sure you and I are on the same page at helping you prevent big problems from happening. I'm assuming right. that's important to you, is that right? Absolutely. Okay, all right, so therefore, my recommendation is that we see you no more than six months from today, insert month number, more than six months from today to stay on top of this to prevent big problems. How much sense does it make to go ahead and get that appointment scheduled now to make sure we stay on top of this? Yeah, let's get it scheduled now. Okay. I'm doing a couple things, four steps. I'm, I'm expressing a concern about the condition, right? I'm expressing a concern. I, here's, and you have a great looking mouth, healthy mouth. It doesn't always have to be problematic. This is called reason for return. And hygienists learn this in hygiene school. Reason for return, document it, that next visit line. We're just portraying this to the patient. Instead of it being just a cleaning, well, why do, would you like to go ahead and get your next cleaning appointment scheduled or no? Or do you want yeah. to give us a call? It's no, like, it's yeah. well, why would we do that? Why would we offer that? I, I've heard this. We're supposed to ask everybody to schedule now, but you can call back in and schedule it anytime you want. Yeah, exactly. I've heard that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And yeah. where that, so where that comes from is the, the, the person saying that on the dental team has approval addiction. So again, you go back to foundation things that have to be worked on before you can use the verbiage. It's a long process. You experience the two-day process of this. So I have no fear of rejection when I'm having this conversation with you because I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in who I am. I'm confident in my delivery. And I know you heard during the hygiene appointment those things I was talking about. It wasn't just us talking about football the whole time. Yeah. It was, it, there was some, hey, I have a concern on the upper right there, Patrick, where you feel that sensitivity, that inflammation in your gum tissue, your body is sending you a signal. This is something we got to stay on top of. I noticed that this is eight months in between this appointment and your last appointment. That concerns me. Staying yep. on top of this every six months is going to help you not experience what's going on here. Does that make sense? Yep. Totally. Constantly comparing. To create urgency, you're comparing the concern with the length of time. So all I did was, hey, I know it's important for you to prevent things, right? And I confirmed it. Then I said, therefore, I'm recommending we see you no more than six months from today. Why? I say, how? How about we go ahead and get your appointment scheduled in six months? How does that sound to you? Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> so yeah. this is a key verbal skill you can do. Right. Number two, number two, tell them how far out you're scheduling beforehand. So you say, keep, don't, don't say... Don't say it like this. If, if you ever need to reschedule your appointment, Patrick, just know it's a three-month wait to get in right now or a two-month wait. Don't do it that way. You say, to stay on top of this, to make sure we're on the same page, I need you to know something, Patrick. Right now, my hygiene schedule in our office is scheduled two to three months out, depending on what time of day you need. So right. it's essential that we get this scheduled at the exact <clears throat> point in time in six months that works for you. How does that sound to you? Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, 
what that prevents is the person from saying, well, I don't know what I'm doing in six months, so just put me down for something. And if it doesn't work, I'll let you know. You right. have to be proactive and effective with your communication.